Today, my featured guest is Tisha Vanderreep, and she is a Christian writer, speaker, and teacher. She is also the founder of The Well Communicators, The Well Communicators, a diverse collective of speakers, teachers, and worship leaders. Originally from Trinidad and Tobago, uh, Tisha is married to Harold, uh, who is from the Netherlands. They're combining cultures. They're standing for unity. That's what we do here on Broken Catholic People. Uh, now, she and her husband live in the Woodlands, Texas, uh, here in USA, uh, where they homeschool their two teenage sons, Julian and Aiden. Uh, Tisha's writing and speaking style makes scripture relatable to real life while encouraging and challenging the reader and listener. Isn't that what we want? I mean, how many times, BC Nation, do you like open up the Bible and you're just like, oh man, like, I'm just not getting it today. I'm just not feeling it. I mean, it sounds good, really good words, but how does this apply to the struggle I'm dealing with, God? Like, how do I deal with the grief I'm going through? What do I do next? I'm so confused, God. Right? So we want God's word to be relatable to our lives. So Tisha's uh, Tisha is going to walk us through that today and hopefully speak right into your world so that you can be set free from fear and uh, lean into God's love. Yeah, Her work in ministry extends from homeless, at-risk women in Houston, Texas, to expat wives in Budapest, Hungary, uh, to rural villagers in, in Africa and women across the U.S., um, so, Tisha, welcome to Broken Catholic, number one podcast on iTunes for Protestants and Catholics, because we believe we are one capital C church, one body of Christ, capital B, BC, see what I did there, body of Christ, and BC Nation, Broken Catholic. We are all one, and the moment we all get that and stop fighting each other and actually unify Protestants and Catholics across the United States, and the world, guess what? The enemy loses control over us. He has us distracted and divided and fighting each other rather than fighting him as he's taking territory uh, from our children, right? And, and just attacking us left and right. We don't even see it. We're blindsided by his attacks and we're all fighting it alone rather than together. And Tisha believes in this. We are stronger together. All right, so Tisha, welcome to Broken Catholic. Uh, go ahead and take a minute, share, uh, fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Oh boy. Um, hi, Joseph. Hi. So nice to be here. Um, wow, you did a great job introducing me. So, uh, what else do I have to say? I was actually raised Catholic, and um, I ha had an upbringing that was very in the church but I had a very distorted gospel growing up I had an idyllic childhood on a beautiful paradise island and just surrounded by culture and music and big family and great food and then um, some tragedy seeped in I was molested as a little girl and that totally skewed the gospel for me and because of that and I can tell you more about that, but I ended up um, not wanting much to do with Jesus for my whole life. 
And that really led me down a very self-destructive path where I made a lot of mistakes. I was looking for love in all the wrong places as a teenager and a young woman. <clears throat> I ended up getting raped at 18 and found myself homeless in my last semester of college in a emotionally and psychologically abusive marriage, binge drinking, promiscuous lifestyle, the whole nine. And so when I tell people that Jesus pulled me out of a pit, he literally pulled me out of a pit, especially considering that I denied him, denied him, denied him for most of my life. And so um, that's a big part of my story and why I do what I do today. Got it. BC Nation, do you feel like Tisha just pulled you into her world really quickly? And you're like, whoa, Joseph asked her to fill in some of the gaps in the intro. And she pulled me into a movie. She pulled me into a, her movie. And, uh, you know, sometimes our life doesn't always look like a love story. It doesn't always look like a comedy. Sometimes it looks like a thriller or a, even worse, a horror film. And, you know, we want religion. We want our spirituality, our spiritual journey to look sunshine and roses when we follow God, mm -hmm. when we follow Jesus. But we must remember the gospel message. It's not just the love of God. It's also the cross of God. And Jesus says, take up your cross daily and follow me. Right? Do what I do. I went first. Now you go. But don't just let your pain and suffering be wasted. Offer it up to God alongside of Jesus's pain and suffering. So that God then can now repurpose that pain you're going through and pour it down like loving rain upon his people who need it most. Some of them don't even know they need it or don't even know how to ask God for help. They just go through it by themselves alone. Maybe you're one of those people, BC Nation. So Tisha, thank you for getting so real so fast. Jeez, girl. <laughs> All right. Uh, Typically, I ask, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life know, but I kind of feel like you just shared a whole bunch of personal. Uh, but maybe there's something else. What do you got? You got something? You got something embarrassing, maybe lighthearted, fun? Oh, my gosh. Embarrassing. Oh, I don't know. I Because I tend to put my foot in my mouth a lot. So... Um, <laughs> So I um I can't think of one particular instance. Wow, yeah. I don't know. I have a really loud, obnoxious laugh as well. So um I don't know if you want me to feel get free to into use it. Feel free to silly. use it. It's so fun. <laughs> All okay. right. Before you do, I just want to take a little pause here uh with BC Nation. And, um, you know, I want to thank 
all my listeners that show up loyally week after week and allow me to do what I do. And hopefully what I do is I contribute to your life in a positive way. And I don't skate over the ugly parts of life on this show. I actually lean into them. Those are some of my favorite, to be honest with you. Um, however, in doing so, you know, sometimes I am misunderstood as a host, as you would expect, right? Because I get real and I get raw and I don't skate around and just paint the pink rosy brush over the sometimes horrific parts of life. And sometimes I have guests on that join me in that adventure of going into the ugly. Um, and occasionally I'll, uh, well, often I get very uh, wonderful uh, reviews on iTunes and, and other platforms, Stitcher Radio as well, uh, just of the show and how it's contributing to your life, BC Nation. And I thank you for that. I thank you that you take the time to go write a review. It means the world to me. And just so you know, I read every single one since the beginning of the show three over three years ago. Tisha, there's so many things to unpack in what you shared there. But I want to start here. How did you go from molestation as a child after this life of just joy and child likeness, right? Just pure awesomeness as a child, happy environment, family, faith. And then this horrific thing happens. Someone steals your trust at a young age, an innocent age. Mm -hmm. And we make these decisions as little children. <clears throat> we create beliefs that now run sometimes years of our lives or even the rest of our lives. Like, that's it. I'm not trusting God ever again. How could a good God allow something so bad to happen to me? Right. Walk us through... Um, what was that decision that little Tisha made at a very early age? Um, and how did she arrive at that? What did that look like? Take us through that. Well, um, it was interesting because, you know, very often um, children who are victimized, they tend to hold themselves responsible for it and yes. for some reason I recognize that I personally what didn't do hmm I did something wrong but I wasn't to blame I wasn't responsible mm -hmm. but I did partake in an act that was against God mm. and so my understanding of the gospel was that Jesus died for our sins which is the gospel right Jesus died for our sins however my my childlike understanding of it was because of our sins Jesus our sins put Jesus to death I didn't understand that he chose to take our sin upon himself and go to the cross and so the act that um in my mind I kind of partook in even though it wasn't my choice that was one of the things that was responsible for killing Jesus mm. and 
so that's where the gospel got skewed for me so instead of relieving my guilt instead of jesus's death on the cross relieving my guilt it gave me more guilt because i felt responsible for his death that if it wasn't for bad people like me jesus would not have been put to death mm. and so i carried that so being um growing up in catholic church you know you see jesus on the cross in protestant church the cross doesn't have jesus on it so when you see jesus looking down on you as a little girl it was really like you did this to me and it felt very condemning and so i was okay with god but i wanted nothing to do with jesus so by the time i had reached say my late teens or so jesus was relegated to being this cool guy like martin luther king or gandhi or something and he wasn't god because i just needed to diminish him in my mind because i needed to take that burden of responsibility off of me mm. wow bishi nation didn't tisha just break that down and unpack that in such a personal way for you for me haven't you gone through some of those thought processes come on be honest i see so many of my protestant brothers and sisters that i am so close with right we do life together and tisha what you just said is also their story yes and why they started out as catholic and then they left and now they're air quotes recovering catholics ha 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 and and it's always the same type of story it's some kind of dysfunctional way just as an innocent child something was done to them hurtful and with their childlike undeveloped mind or childish undeveloped mind they created a false belief that dictated their life and dictated their faith and reframed it and they ran because like you said a little girl who's innocent little tisha doesn't want to show up every sunday and look at jesus waving a finger down from a cross blaming her let's be honest who wants to feel that guilt sunday after sunday day after day you want to just run from it get away from it or get away from him and as a little kid right you don't know you don't know like oh i should take this guilt and give it to him right like who's teaching this so thank you for walking us through that because you really just i think pressed on the pain in many of our wounded hearts mm -hmm. thank you that was awesome all right let's let's create a happy ending <laughs> to this story yeah what did you do with that like how did you come back to that condemning jesus hanging from a cross when did that happen like how did you find your way back wow. or he brought you back yeah that was literally almost 30 years later it took a long long time um 
my and and I know my stories sound a little dark, but trust me, with Jesus it always gets better. But um, so my father-in-law, we we're already living in Texas, and my father-in-law in Holland was um, dying of cancer, and so my husband went over there and was with him. And every day I would call to see how he was doing. And one day it was particularly bad. His pain was really bad. And I found myself on my face in the carpet, just bawling and bawling and bawling and begging God for mercy on him. And um, somewhere in the middle of this horrible, ugly cry, I reached for the remote and I turned the TV on. Don't ask me why um one of those god things i guess because when i turned the tv on there was a pastor on tv but he had just finished his sermon and um so i guess that wasn't for me but he was just at the point of saying if you haven't asked jesus into your heart ask him now mm. and for some reason i was just so gripped with desperation i did I asked Jesus into my heart and I literally felt something visceral jump inside my body. <laughs> it was so scary. It was like, what just happened? And I mean, I can't even tell you. The woman who stood up was totally different from the woman who went down. And um, it was a whole year before I got a Bible even but there were truths being revealed to me. For instance, our marriage was on the rocks. It was not in a good place, but I suddenly started to realize that a big part of why we were struggling was because there were things that I wanted from my husband that I could only get from Jesus. Mm. And that's that was like a truth that came to me without a bible without a fellow believer walking alongside me without watching a sermon or reading anything it was purely the holy spirit making clear to me that i now had what i needed and um, so there was just a peace that came over me. I was no longer the angry, unsettled wife. I was no longer discontent with who I was or my life. I, I suddenly found belonging and validation and acceptance in a way that I never had before. And so that was the beginning of this crazy love affair that I've had ever since. All you wives out there, you Christian wives, I really hope that you heard what Tisha just said. Because in what she just said is the answer and the freedom to all the rocks that are on top of you, the heavy weight that you feel in your own marriage, the hopelessness, the despair sometimes. When you look at your husband and you see all his shortcomings, all his character flaws and defects, 
and you wish he was more. Or even worse, you wish he was someone else. And the fact is, the truth is what Tisha said. Stop seeking in your husband or from your husband what only God can give. He is your savior, not your husband. And by the way, this message is for husbands as well who look to their wives to save them. So true, right, Tisha? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so such freedom God gave you in your marriage right there. And I like what you said. I love what you said, actually, that you didn't learn it in uh, theology. You didn't learn it from a friend. You didn't learn it in the Bible or it wasn't revealed to you uh, at that time in your life from any of these origins, but rather from the Holy Spirit himself instilling it in your heart where you just knew this is what's so. I'm looking to the wrong person. I need to go to the person of Jesus Christ for what I really want. Praise God for that, right? Like that's that's fantastic. And you needed, oh man, I want to quote what you said. You're like the woman uh, who raised up or stood up was different than the woman that fell down or went down. And how many of us want that to be us, yeah? Right? Or the man that fell. We want to stand up different as a different man altogether. And then I think you revealed the answer of how to do that. Like, even if you've asked Jesus into your heart years ago, it's okay. You can do it again right now, wherever you are. And he will show up. And the more hurt or low you are, more desperate you are, well, chances are the more your heart will actually meet him. And that's what God wants is a contrite heart, open, wounded, vulnerable for him. Yeah. All right, Tisha. Girl, you'd be dropping wisdom, truth, preaching a sermon here. I dig it. All right. Uh, what do you want to say to my audience right now? Because your life isn't all sunshine and roses. You actually revealed something to me before we went live about some physical pain you're in right now as we speak. Can you share what's happening right now in your life? Yeah, actually, um, so back in my 20s, I had some pain that doctors thought was a, was a pinched nerve. And then when they did scans, um, it revealed that my neck is degenerating at a rapid pace for no reason. So um, doctors kept asking me, when was your car accident or how high was the height you fell from and never had any of those things happen to me. One doctor even said, I look like I broke my neck and the bones healed badly. And nobody could explain it. So for several years, I'd been dealing on and off with the issues that stem from that. So right now, um, well, actually four years ago, the nerves coming off my spine and my neck had become so compressed that I lost all function in my left arm, no mobility, no strength, and I was in severe pain. 
and I had three of my vertebrae fused. And um, two weeks ago, I started having searing pain again and landed in the ER and they discovered that something with that surgery, I don't know if something didn't close all the way or what happened, but basically it's happening again. The nerves are being compressed. And so within 24 hours, I lost all mobility in my left arm. I, um, I have, I'm quickly losing strength and I'm in a lot of pain. So since then I've been on a bag full of meds. I literally have like one of those big Ziploc bags full of pill bottles. That... Well, it's a good thing that they're legalizing every kind of drug known to man right now, right? <laughs> Yay, administration. Yay, no thanks. <laughs> so I have all these meds just to kind of keep me steady. I went for an MRI and this afternoon, actually, I see a neurosurgeon to find out my fate to see if I need another surgery or what. But, you know, um, I tell people all the time that once upon a time, my body was in great shape, but my soul was a mess. And so now it's the other way around and I'll take that any day. I will take this all day long. Um, in the book of Job, he says to his wife, shall we accept good from God and not trouble? And even Jesus said in John 16, 33, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so I trust God. I trust him to make me able when he calls me to do things like a podcast interview. I also had to speak at a retreat. I was supposed to stay there and I didn't end up staying there. Um, so I just kind of drove back and forth while I was driven back and forth to speak and then come back home. And, um, and so that's, that's what I did. And so I'm trusting God to make me able and this is just my earthly tent. I have mm. a glorified body coming. So mm. um, that that's, I, I just want to encourage your listeners with that because a lot of people believe that, okay, I believe in Jesus now. And so I won't have any problems anymore or, but Jesus, I thought you were going to fix this. And sometimes our circumstances remain unchanged, but it's, inside it's what's inside us that gives us the strength and the resilience to withstand and find joy in despite all of it you know and james he says count it all joy when you face trials of many kinds and that's why i believe in the bible as well and that's why i teach bible study because the word has so much encouragement for us through hard times. When you look at all God's followers, they went through some really tough stuff that we wouldn't be able to handle. So, yeah, so just stay encouraged and just trust Jesus no matter what. BC Nation, what a message of biblical perspective for our lives. Do you pray that God take away your troubles? Or do you pray that God makes you able through them? Like, be honest, which have you been praying for? Only one of those two messages 
is aligned with the Bible, right? So get clear on that. Uh, you know, having peace and purpose through the struggles of life is everything. It's everything, right? We can't take away the struggles. It's outside our control. We're not God, right? God allows these things. We don't know why. His ways are higher than ours. He does things differently. We don't agree with him. We want him to do it the way we think. We want to minimize God. Kind of like the way you did as a, a child, right? right? We want to make God in our image and likeness rather than be raised up to his and, and realize we are already made in his, yeah? Rather than be lifted, we want to pull him down. So let's stop doing that, right? Tisha's story is so encouraging to me, and I hope it is to you. And I hope you make a decision in one area of your life today to lean in with God, to lift up your current situation, your troubles. And uh, God will set you free, right? He asked for me. I definitely see it in uh, Tisha's life. And remember, these physical bodies, they're not coming with you. Sorry. Sorry. And for some of us, that's good news. Yeah, yeah. We don't even like our bodies sometimes. We're like, oh, man, I wrecked this car. Sorry, God. I certainly wrecked this one. Um, so, Tisha, uh, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round. Yeah, yeah, that should bring you back to your early Catholic roots, right? Um, I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's like a game show. Are you ready? I think so. Oh, it's so scary. What's your favorite thing about God? Oh, my gosh. Um, that he is so personal that the God of the universe could have a personal, intimate relationship with me. What? That's awesome. And that he chooses to because you're worth it to him. Yes. What? Mind blown. <clears throat> What's your least favorite thing about God? Oh my gosh. Um, that his ways are not always, <laughs> you know, we, we, we ask for things like justice or peace and it doesn't look to him like it looks to us. It's, it's not always what we expect. Mm, so true. What are you most afraid of? Oh my word. Um, I don't know. I, maybe that my boys will turn away from God and won't be there when with, with us in heaven, you know? Yeah. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our lives. You shared some of your physical struggles. What are you currently struggling with right now spiritually? Oh, wow. Um, I think my main spiritual struggle involves just public ministry life. Um, I hate the hustle. I would rather just kind of sit with women and hold hands and grab the Kleenex and hug necks and talk about Jesus and not have to deal with things like social media and websites and emails and that sort of thing. And so um, I'm just kind of trying to understand what is of the world and what is of God in that whole thing. Because I see the world seeping into Christian 
public ministry life. For sure. It reminds me, right, of what Jesus says. He must be in the world, but not of the world, right? Exactly. So we have to employ or deploy some of the tools of the world uh, and unite them uh, to God's kingdom, right? And, and raising up, building his kingdom, right? And sometimes we just want to shed them all and just be purely spiritual, um, but not human as well. But God calls us to both. And that's the rub. That's the friction, right, of this life. What did you spend way too much time doing uh, this past year? Oh, my gosh. Playing on my phone, just um, doodling. And, and I can't even account for the time. <laughs> naughty, really naughty, naughty. Oh, no, my phone. It's just ridiculous. It's not even social media because I actually don't enjoy social media. So mm. I can't account for the time. You know, it's interesting. I wonder when we meet God at the pearly gates, if he's going to have a new modern question of how much time did you spend scrolling, my dear? You're like, oh, I don't want to answer this. Uh, what secret fear do you have about people? Um, that they're not legit, that they're not, that they say they're for Christ, but they're not. Um, you know, the, the wolf in sheep's clothing, the devil mm. as an angel in disguise, that, that sort of thing. Got it. What do you wish I had learned sooner about God? Oh, that I was safe with him. Yeah, he's not there yeah. to judge us, right? He's there to save yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. I love it. What is a new habit you want to create in your life? Oh, my gosh. Um, as soon as I get my neck fixed, I need to walk every day. I would, I'd start and stop too much, but I need to really, because most exercises I can't do, but I need to just like get moving every single day. I'm not getting yeah. anger. I know it's hard to tell, but I'm not. <laughs> uh, what's a bad habit you want to break? Oh my gosh. Yeah, that whole phone thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just sit like detached from my hand. I, I got maybe it. So, I need that surgically removed as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what uh, action are you going to take this week in order to uh, break that bad habit? Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that something you want to commit to? publicly on air to the world so that yes. you're accountable yes i i've been working on a bible study but not enough um so i'm going to put down the phone and pick up my pen more and so yes that's what i'm going to commit to okay just now we're two or more got gathered in god's name here he is so he just heard that Yes. Yay! And you don't want Jesus looking down at you from the cross, waving a no. finger. Okay. <laughs> that was terrible, Joseph. This that guy, was. This guy's such a jerk. I see the lightning coming down, striking oh my you, smiting you. Smiting me. <laughs> um, pick three words to describe who you are now. Oh, wow. Um, joy filled, yeah. peace filled um and hungry not hungry for food 
spiritually yeah. hungry. <laughs> Got it. Pick three words to describe who you were before uh, you fell to your knees and was raised up a different woman. Wow. Lost, broken, angry. Mm. So true. And last question, if you could come back to life after you died, Tisha, and look your husband, your boys, your family in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about everything, life mm -hmm. and eternity, what would you say to them? Everything Jesus says is true. So trust him. Just trust him. You know, we say we believe in God, but I always like to say, take the in out and just believe God, believe him. When he says what he says, his word is true. Love that. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about uh, believing God, like putting all their trust in him, even though they're scared that he's going to let them down? Well, um, a big thing that I would love your listeners to know is that their past has no power over them. Jesus does. And so they can trust that and lean into that. That's why I'm so open about my story because it has no power over me. And so you can just trust that God will do the transformative work in you. He will do that life-changing, life-sustaining work in you. And so all the things that you've been holding on to, the things that have hurt you, those are not the things that should have the power over you because Christ died for all of that. And you have nothing to prove that Christ hasn't proven for you on the cross. Amen. And Tisha, what's the best way for BC Nation to get in touch with you? Well, um, I chat with people every day on Instagram. So um, my Instagram handle is tisha.vanderreep. Um, so that's a great way to find me and feel free to DM me, reach out to me. I always answer everyone. I also have a website, tishavandereep.com, and you can subscribe to receive monthly emails from me just with words of encouragement or things that I'm doing, um, teachings that I have going on, either online or live. And um, you can just find out everything about me there so those are the main ways to keep in touch with me fantastic bc nation can i ask you a favor would you be willing if you haven't yet to go write a review on itunes and if you're not an apple fan go to stitcher.com go to stitcher radio would you be willing to do that if the show is making a difference in your life if you're feeling god's love and god's peace uh, when you listen to the show through hearing the stories or God's story through the lives of my guest. Would you go ahead and do that for me? I'd appreciate that. I want to reach more people. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission. We got to impact some lives, take back some spiritual territory from the enemy. This is how we're doing it. Amen. Tisha, thank you for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. Thank you so much, Joseph, for having me. This was so much fun. It was worth every bit of pain and discomfort in my neck. <laughs> it was really wonderful talking to you today.